But, you know, once you've got a great engine, it's about how do we, what do we pull out to make this thing faster? You know, how do we remove friction? How do we remove drag? So it's about well, how can we give you less to get you more? That's a good analogy. You like that? Yeah, I do. Bam. Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Talkie Moore. Howdy, gang. Welcome to Sales Marketing Profit. Taki Moore here. And James Shramko. Welcome to my house. Dude, it's so good to be at your place. The surf is... Uh, beckoning? Is beckoning. So let's bust out a couple of great episodes and uh, hit some waves. So it's your turn. It is totally my turn. What do you got? Got a client called Lars. Really good dude. Coaches real estate agents to sell more houses. And uh, he's based in Carolina, north or south, can't remember. Smart cat, really good guy, loves to help people, feels like he's on a mission with this. He's uh, one of the, I think it's the top 10 uh, agencies in the States in terms of uh, revenue and homes sold. And he works in his own, you know, he works in that business about two hours a week. So he's kind of figured out how to scale a real estate business without it depending on him. And now he's coaching others to do the same. So met him, I don't know, maybe a year ago now. Uh, he's doing about 40K a month, one-on-one coaching with people, getting really good results, but uh, feeling a bit capped out and feels like he's on a mission. He's got, a, you know, he's, he's one of those kind of dudes on a mission and uh, wants to help more people and just feel like he, he's, he's making a deep impact with like 10 or 12, 15 people and not making the kind of uh, mark on the world that he wants to. So this is a typical scenario where you get good at something and then inevitably people say, hey, what are you doing to be so successful yeah, in it? How do you do that? And why do you think he'd be motivated to not just focus on the property and, and then start teaching people? You must get this with coaches from yeah, now. Totally. I think some people are just built. Like I certainly am. I love teaching. And, you know, I love marketing, but I love teaching about it even more. And some of us just have kind of a, a need, a desire, a weirdness, which just goes, you know, I, I love connecting with people. He's got this business down to two hours a week, doesn't need a whole bunch of free time. He's got a bunch of free time. Let's do what I love and turn that into something big as well. So the paradox of simplicity that uh, my podcast guest, Greg McKeon, was talking about, we get things dialed in, we get super successful, and then we quickly want to fill it up again yeah, with I think the next the, thing. So totally. he's, he's maxed out capacity on this new venture. Well, no, it's, I mean, it's still growing. He's winning award after award after award, but it doesn't need him. It's kind of, he doesn't manage. No, but in the, the coaching, he's, he's. Oh, like, in this case, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Full to the brim. So he's not doing too bad. 40K a month. For a starting yeah, point. Exactly. He's been doing this for not too long. People are loving it and giving him money, but he wants to make a big difference. He's helping like a, a handful of people, like most coaches do, not helping hundreds or thousands like he wants to. And so uh, I remember I was pulled over on the side of the road in. Uh, is it Seaforth? You know when you come over the, the spit bridge on the left? Yep. Is that Seaforth? Yes, it is. All right. So I was looking at a house in Seaforth, and I had a call with this guy called Lars who I'd never met, and he tells me a situation. I could just tell he's a good dude, and he wants to help more. And he t- as he tells me about his situation, I'm like, I instantly know that the big problem is that he's pouring all of his work into one-on-one conversations, which can't scale. And he, he's been thinking about something scalable, but doesn't want to decrease the impact, and that's kind of the catch-22. If I go to group, you know, i got to charge less, and I can't guarantee that they're going to win and that's where he's a bit stuck well that that would be just working off assumptions though wouldn't it completely it's assumptions yeah uh turns out you know i had the same fears when i switched from one-on-one to group i was terrified that the moment i went to group all of my existing clients would hate it and leave and that i wouldn't be able to make the same impact turns out i can actually make a bigger difference to group and i think there's a couple of reasons for it you know number one there's the you know it's not just 
you the relationship with you, but now they've got the relationship with each other. That's the networking effect. The network effect. Love that. So the power of a subscription membership is Compl- the, the networking is in itself an asset to the members. It, it totally is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so nobody – it's very rare that people on the outside see that, but once – like so people yeah, don't they usually – don't value it on the way in. No, but once they're in, it's the thing that keeps them it's staying re- and playing. Re- retention. Totally. So there's a network effect. We run this group called Boardroom, of which Lars is part. And seriously, like in Boardroom, I don't teach a single thing. I just facilitate an incredible conversation between these guys, and it's epic because, it, you know, the best coaches in the world are sharing their stuff. So it's the network effect. Uh, number two, if you're doing it one-to-many, it frees up a bunch of time, which now you can work on creating epic for your clients and bring them your best. Whereas, you know, usually kind of your, most coaches are so hassled and frazzled, it's you jump on the call, hi, so what do you need to get out of today? Oh, and you, just, you know, probably not with that. Oh, you don't go through puberty every single call, but you know <laughs> what I mean. And so another client of ours, George, was thinking about uh, how do I – how do I help you get even better results with a tenth of the FaceTime was his, you know, mental construct around it, which is good. Do you, do you often find that the best answers come from the best questions? Yeah, almost always. Whoever's asking those questions is on the right track Completely. rather than, than giving in to the assumption that it can't be done. Yeah, exactly. And so you need to be around a group of people who are asking you better questions. I think, yeah, every breakthrough idea I've ever had comes, you know, in the pause after a good question. Yeah, thank you. Genius. Love it. <laughs> Want to jump back and high five you? That's yeah, brilliant. and so we're we're in the car at Seaforth. Yeah, and he's chatting about his situation. Thanks for bringing us back. It's, it's right. awesome. That's my job. It's like the, the callback. It's awesome. And we're having a conversation, and he's got these kind of assumptions. He's got like a, a sense of what might be possible, but kind of no idea about the how. And I just challenged the assumption, and we had the conversation that what you really want to do is to scale this and make a bigger impact is launch a group program. And there's kind of two price points we think about a lot, you know, six weeks, nice short course, you know, specific outcome short timeframe or 12 months. And in his case, he's got tons of material and he's got a hungry crowd for what he's got. And so we went straight to 12 months. And so it was like, well, what do I put in it and what do I charge? Sorry. No, I was just thinking about that because I have a different situation. For the most part, most of my members are on monthly recurring for life. Yes. So there's there's a possibility of... A forever relationship yep. versus a fixed term. Yeah. But I think fixed term would be quite easy to sell because people would see that there's an end to it and they know that they're making a certain commitment. Yeah. Fixed term is like the gateway drug. Right. It's a roll up to uh, them taking out the risk and deciding that they're in it. And I often see people switch from monthly membership to annual recurring yeah. once they feel that there's, they definitely can see themselves being there for at least the next year, yeah. that's when the crossover happens. Totally. Now they know what they're, they're getting. The community network effect has kicked in. Yep. We go. 100%. So I think six weeks is really – like if you're just getting started with this stuff, it's great to launch a six-week program because, you know, frankly, you're off the hook. You're not committed to something forever that you're just checking out. And all of the skills pretty much that it takes to run a great six-week program are transferable into your you know your long term twelve months plus. Anyway, so with Lars we went twelve months plus, and the the thing that we really did was go let's build a a uh, group delivery program that is the exact same price as your current one on one, which was a, a stretch mentally. So we just like once we decided on a price point, how do we add value to make it worth that? Good. That's very good. All right. So that's kind of the first thing we did was decide not six weeks. We're going to do twelve months. Here's the kind of content we're going to put inside the program, but let's make one-on-one with you no longer an option. And like he's like, well, people are always asked to work with me one-on-one. Well, that's because that's all they know to ask for. Yeah. So uh, you're teaching people how to ask the right questions. Yeah, exactly right. And so like if I ring up a tire shop and I go, hey, I've got a, you know, I've got this kind of car, I've got a flat tire, how much are the tires for that? 
of course I'm going to ask for price because I don't know what else to ask for. And so we, you know, we teach our, we, our prospects what to want, what to ask for. So that's like uh, when, when we have that in uh, Mercedes-Benz and someone says, oh, I want a black SLK, how much is it? I say, well, before we get to the price, let's just make sure we've even got one. Yeah. Because they're sold out for six months. Now we've re- re-educated the customer about value, about their position in this negotiation. <laughs> Completely. Like, see, yeah, see, Mr. Prospect, you're down here, and I'm sort of up here. Well, not even that. It's like, well, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse here. I'm going to reframe what's important here. Yeah. You, even a great price is not going to matter if we can't get you one. Yeah. And so now they've changed their whole focus from price to availability. Yeah. And I guess this is almost like what happens with a, an in-demand coach. Yeah, completely it is. Yeah. It's exactly what happens. Uh, so we really did three things with Lars. Uh, the first thing was decide, you know, what goes into the group program to make it worth the same price and a no-brainer at that price. And when you say what goes in, you don't mean how much stuff do we have to put in it, do you? No. We are talking a little bit about logistics, but I think on a previous episode, I can't remember which one, we talked about you know, having a little bit of a blend between content, you know, the stuff that you teach your clients. You're talking more about the offer. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally talking about the offer, okay. uh, but we're talking about a, a, an offer that's a combination between content and coaching, like how do I get help from you and community. Because most customers are trained to ask, what do I get? Correct. And they especially want to know how, how it works. Yeah. You know, like they want the specs of the deliverables. Right. And we have to- They want to know how. Yeah. And, and we, we, want to, we want to make sure they understand why and what first. We want to know, we want to make sure that they are thinking about- the after version of them versus the before version of them. Completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that may not involve more stuff. In fact, it almost never it involves more stuff. Mostly involves removing <clears throat> things. Totally. So if you think about like a Formula One car, like I'm sure there's a beefy, amazing engine in it. But, you know, once you've got a great engine, it's about how do we, what do we pull out to make this thing faster? You know, how do we remove friction? How do we remove drag? So it's about well, how can we give you less to get you more? That's a good analogy. You like that? I do. Bam. <clears throat> Actually, there's, a, there's a, a framework that we use called the six magic pills, which is really kind of how we unpack an offer for a potential client. And if you think about three big questions we need to answer, you know, why do I need this? That's the future version of you and the current version of you piece. There's what. So there's why, what, how. So the why is why do I need it? What is, so supposing we do this kind of what do we work on together, you know, kind of topics and themes. And then there's how does it work, logistics and price. And so- with Lars and with all of my clients, we uh, at the end of a strategy session, we unpack these six magic pills. And so the first two pills about why are uh, your current problems. So you're, you're stuck here because of problem X, Y, Z, which is like a diagnosis piece. And what you really need is a, you know, three prescriptions, uh, which is, you know, I can help make you better with my magic pills, which will get you to here. And people go, cool, I get it. And so we've, by the time we've done that, now people are bought into the future version of themselves and see the futility in staying at the present version of themselves. Yeah. Okay. You with me so far? I am. Great. So that's why. Then we got, you're giving me funny faces. It's weird doing this podcast face to face. James is just sitting like a foot away from me because we're sharing a microphone grinning at me and no, I'm feeling I'm slightly I'm uncomfortable. actually, while you're running your metaphor, I'm thinking of side metaphors. Oh, I love that. That's how my brain works. I'm thinking if you go to a doctor and you had a neck pain. Yes. And if he was to, to, to walk around to your side of the room, mm. go up behind you and just put a little pressure on a part of your neck yeah. and it goes click. And then the pain went away. Yeah. You didn't even have to take a tablet. I was right. thinking like not even take a tablet, like basically nothing happened except for a little bit of specialized knowledge and just the Applied right in the place. right place. Perfect. Problem solved. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah, exactly. Okay, back to I'm not back sure what to track. do with that, but I think that's a great metaphor <laughs> and I'm glad you took us there. Well, I was just 
Just uh, let's get back on track here. So, <laughs> Lars, we've got the, we've, we're talking, so we're talking about, about magic log- pills, and we're talking about logistics. Yeah, exactly right. So the the, the least sexy part of your program is logistics. It's yeah. like, how often do I get a call with you, and how long are they? Well, dude, nobody cares. The moment you start talking about, you know, we have an hour a week together, this is game over. Like you're talking about boring stuff that nobody cares about. They want an outcome, not a you know, not a process. Well, they think they want those things. Yeah, they I, do. I have had people say, well, "How long will I get with you?" Yeah, relevant. Yeah. yeah. yeah how about we talk about what actually matters? Yeah. If you could never, like, hypothetically speaking, if we never talked, but tomorrow morning you woke up a million dollars richer because of, you know, me pushing the right part of your neck, yeah. would you be upset? No, I'd be fine. That'd okay. be weird getting rich from having your <laughs> neck adjusted. But I don't know. But if you could wake up tomorrow with no pain and, and you know, you didn't have to consult with me for an hour. Right. If it was just tapping somewhere, you know, would you would you pay the $100 for the consult? Yeah, you totally would. Yeah. Yeah. So magic pills. First two are about Why? Problems and prescriptions. Next two is about outcome. So, uh, so you know, we're talking about what we do together. So it's about outcome and model. The first, you know, the kind of the the third of these six magic pills is is outcomes. Like, so before we talk about how it works, let's just agree to, you know, be. So I think it's important that we agree on some goals. So you talk about the promise of your program, which is future version of you. That's what they really buy. So just these first three problems, prescriptions, and outcome. That's emotional. People really buy that. Everything we do after that is just like a logic check to go, you know, if we, I can see how if we did these things, it'd get me that, yeah? Yep. Pill four is model. You know, just draw, have them draw a circle or a triangle or a square, which explains, you know, what you do. You know, for me, it'd be, you know, attract and convert and deliver and some stuff. So you just want a kind of a, a visual way for them to understand if we did this stuff together. Number five, we talk about, so, you know, in five and six, we're really talking about the how. How does it work? The logistical stuff that most coaches kind of jump into. And so it's logistics. You know, how does it work? How many calls do I get? And how many CDs and stuff? And then uh, I just said CDs. That's a bit old school, isn't it? <laughs> how many Atari cartridges do I get to install into my game? My, I can't know. play a CD in this house. I know. I was at a program in uh, Toronto a couple of months ago, and they gave me CDs as a bonus. And I was like, so where do you put these? Drink coaster. Drink coaster. It's awesome. Anyway, so logistics is next. Like, how does it work? And then finally, price. But what most people do is they obsess about price and logistics, which are the, the two ones at the bottom of the thing. So we want to focus at the top, why and what, not how. Yeah? Yep. All right. So the secret to how do we make a group program as valuable as a one-on-one program is firstly understand that they're buying the outcome, not the stuff, yep. and focus at the top end of those six magic pills. And we'll do a, we might do a quick drawing of the magic pills for the show And notes. on the, on the um, sometimes there's a resistance from the coach to charge an amount because yeah. they have a, they've got a price objection to they, that amount. But they're not remembering that this person is investing in themselves, yeah. not, not in the coach. They don't really care that much about the coach. They, they totally don't. They care about their self-investment. Yeah, they do. I think, like, frankly, nobody buys me. I'm a necessary evil. So, in other words, the price is not about our relationship to the price. It's about the prospect's relationship to the price that matters. Yeah. And if you can improve that relationship to the price with the result they're going to get, yep. Easy. the problem goes away. Yeah. So most of us are so scared about the cost of our program and we never think about what's the cost of not doing the program. If they stay where they are, it's way worse than your $1,500 a month. That is a that is a highlight. Bam. Hashtag the, tweetable. Yeah. It's the cost I need Marie Folio here to go, it's that's the, a tweetable or whatever she says. Uh, no, we don't. Uh, she wouldn't be able to reach this microphone. <laughs> no, no. So the, we're standing up today, by the, by the way, folks. Yeah. The Yeah. The cost of not doing the program is what they should be thinking about. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so compared to that, the price of whatever you sell is almost inconsequential. So what do we do? Number one, group program at that price using the the magic pills. Number two, transition the existing clients in, which is a whole conversation of its own. We can do that another time. And we then have thirdly, done it. We've t- we talked about in a previous episode 
about where you had a, a guy go from a, a single program to a multiple one, and yes. then he had to re-educate everyone. We totally did, and, and it was about it was about George. And what what was that episode? Uh, it feels early. Let's pretend it's episode seven. It could, it might be, or it might not be. Yeah, I think it was episode seven. <laughs> yeah. If I had to put my money on something, I'm going to go lucky seven. <laughs> everything on seven, please. Everything on seven. Yeah, bet everything on seven. Nice. And then webinar. So, like, long story short, here's what's happened. He was at 40K a month, like, doing pretty well, but but stuck time-wise. Yep. And uh, I just I just saw him in New York two weeks ago, and he's at 125K a month now, which is epic. Like well, he's way better than 40. He's way better than 40. Like he's, he's like he tripled his business. three and a half times more? He's totally not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> You're like asking the best setup questions ever. Wow, that's extraordinary. Taki, let me ask. There's a lot of people asking on the chat right now, how on earth did you get so good looking? Well, I'm glad you asked, James. <laughs> I didn't ask that. <laughs> you totally didn't. That was. I should be asking that. That's the sort of questions that most people are asking. I've seen the comments. Your looks intimidate me, Taki. <laughs> I get that a lot. That's why we do audio instead of video. It's just easier on everybody. So he's at 125K a month, but he's gunning for 200, and he's got like a, a real clear picture of how it's going to be. And just like he did with – like the cool thing about Lars is just like he did with his real estate business where it's dialed in, it's systemized, and now somebody else is running it, he's got – like he's out of email. That was one of his big projects for the last quarter. No, like zero inbox. Number two, he's got a new guy coming on to do sales for him, and so he's just systemizing it out so he can do the bit which he loves. In other words, the key to getting more income is to do less. To do more of less. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not about how much more can I cram into my diary. It's about yeah. how do we scale what back. What can I take away? Like take take away sales, then I have to find someone else to do it. Yeah. It's this like is, what's this, the biggest bottleneck like in business? One right of my now? favorite exercises with people going through this is to put a post-it note for every task they do. Yeah. And stick the names of everyone in their team across the top of a, a wall. Yeah. And to move the post-it note from underneath you to someone else. If you don't have someone else, you find someone else. It's pretty simple. I'm going to do that. It's pretty cool. Okay, so let's just run through that. I think that's a that's a like quote. on on my so post one post note per jobs all on the wall. So basically, put a, a name of everyone in your team all or your top. or your contract suppliers across the top. Yep. Write down every task that everyone does in the whole business. Yep. And you put the post-it notes under each person. Yep. And then under yours, there'll be post-it notes. For me, an example of this was send email broadcasts. Yes. And I took that post-it note and I placed it under someone else in my team. Yeah. And I said, hey, good news. You're you got a new post-it email. note. Yeah. You've You're been promoted to uh, send an email person. But it's also a visual way to see how much people have on their plate. If That's a great idea. If they're overstretched, they're going to have already 50 post-it notes. They're not going to have capacity for it. Yeah. And then there'll be someone who's got like two and you think, what does this person do again? And you can rearrange the, the tasks. That's good. And you could even do this with your team. Like we're going to the Philippines in September. And people would trade jobs. That's, ex- that's exactly what we do, and we move people around. Yeah. The person running totally my web team. Hang on, I'm just going to write that down. Yeah. Post do it. it. What do you call it? Post it. Well, we job shuffle. Fancy name. Yeah. The, ta- the, the task transfer. The task transfer. TM. Yeah. Perfect. The task transfer. You heard it first. Yeah. But that's that's what you do. So basically, this guy wants to make more money. He's transferring those tasks from yeah. him to someone else. So it's like build it, systemize it. Offload it yep. next. Exactly. Love that. And then, Dude, this is good. And being aware of that paradox of success that, it, you know, we quickly fill that vacuum with the next complexity. Yeah, completely. So we just want to, it really is important to figure out what result you want. Does he want a 500K per month business? Does he want. Right now, he's, uh, yeah, the next, yeah. the next level is 200. And he's already like, uh, he's already launched a bordering program of his own. And he's already thinking about what do I do after this? Like, exactly. what's my next next? It's really cool. 
My next next. Yeah. TM. TM. The next next. Next next. By the way, uh, this is the first podcast we've recorded in a while. I just want to let everybody know that if ever there's a great episode, it's because of James. And if ever there's no episode, that was me. That's not true. If we do we do great episodes together, but if there's ever two to tango, but it takes one to not be around podcasting. <laughs> you know that's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's but but it is it's always fun when we come back. You've you've it's like the hero's journey. You've travelled the, the world. Most. You've come back with stories to tell. That's right. The best I can do is show you a, a new surfboard or well, something. You know, well, like, you've got like three new ones since the last I came. Anyway, well, I'm very interested in them, but I also have removed several. I'm actually re- I'm cycling just like Lars. Did he do the, the task transfer for surfboards? Yeah, one in, one out. That's a good rule. Like I'm, I'm like as I'm getting better. <clears throat> yeah, I'm outgrowing some of them, so I basically swap it out for a new one. That's good. So it's fu- it's basically keeping a a similar level of capacity, but upgrading the experience. It's like Jack Welch in GE doing up or out a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know if you if you're a fan of Ricardo Semler, then he's Way saying that's not a good idea to drop ten percent off the bottom. That's a real control thing, yeah. And it puts the fear of God through people. Yeah, yeah. What if they're all good, dude? I watched it. Yeah. What if you only had people who are interested in their role, and if they were attracted to the things they want to do, and it's bring- not dissimilar to the task transfer. It's saying you know you don't like your tasks, like hand them to someone else. Get and get someone else's and like swap them out for yeah, something that interests you more. I don't <laughs> think there's anyone in my business who's still doing the same role that they started with. Yeah, that's probably true for us. I too. don't care what what Except they do in like the business. Fifty of them or forty, only forty five or something, forty six. But they're doing stuff they want. My video editor used to write articles. My yeah. website manager started as an article writer. She she moved around like three times. The point is, I say find what you love doing. I've yeah. got a lady now who compiles my uh, podcasts and blog posts and she basically gets them published ready for me. Mm. And she used to work in a company where she was in a, a publishing company. Wow. And she was running my SEO business before that. So That's awesome. uh, basically a <clears throat> whole new role tapping into her interest level, but it's my in-house content machine. You're going to love that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I do love that. So let's talk about Lars. Let's get back to Lars. He's now making 125 And he's working for a ton less. Hey, he's got people taking over all sorts of jobs left, right, and center because he's using his job shuffle task transfer t- yep. trademark tool. I reckon big lesson is this. Almost everybody listening to this wants to multiply their business, wants to grow significantly. And the secret, I think, to multiplication is to simplify first. Uh, it's to what can we cut off that then we can expand. Um, so have a look at what you're doing right now and if there's some – complex going on we probably want to make it simple in fact we looked at the the themes of almost every episode in sales marketing profit and the theme for almost all of them is is about simplification isn't it it is we're finding a hundred different ways to say do less simplify in fact (laughs) we've made probably the most complex episode about the topic of simplification (laughs) but but it has been fun i was just thinking again you remember the, the mathematical equation bod mass yeah you know, like if yeah, you brackets, get all, something, division. Yeah, like basically, I see people's businesses like they've got minuses and pluses and multipliers and divideds, and we've got to apply a bod mass formula to know which bits to work on in the right order. Dude. And often, you were obviously paying more attention in. But it's obviously. Hang on, th- can I just say? Yeah. I had, what was his name? I had this crazy Greek maths teacher that year. And he didn't do a particularly good job, but he w- he was proud to tell us that the Greeks invented the protractor and all of this stuff. So you've retained some essential information. Yeah. The history. No calculators, only protractors. He would say with his like 
What was his name? Anyway, he was the guy who taught me bod mass and I totally didn't get it. But I knew it started with brackets and there was division and multiplication in there somewhere. Well, the the point is often for an entrepreneur that the sort of bod mass formula for simplifying this complexity that everyone brings is usually inbox. Yeah. And uh, scheduling yep. their time. Yeah. And then it's task transferring and stuff until they end up with less stuff. I'd love that. It's like a little, little Bodmas entrepreneur formula. <laughs> the Bodmas entrepreneur formula. That's a new $2,000 product launch that all of the affiliates are going to be going mad yeah. over. Bring your protractor. Bring your protractor. It's going to be awesome. All right. My so- South African geography teacher he used to just scream, don't lean back in your chair. Did he? All the time. We had a science teacher. I didn't really catch up much about erosion or, <laughs> or topography. But if you lean back in your chair, that's the cause of erosion. You can often tip over. Yeah. And uh, God help you, if you fell off your chair, you'd be, you'd be in all sorts of strife. I had Vikash Chand. Vikash, if you're listening, this goes out to you, brother. Fall asleep three weeks in, uh, three lessons in a row in science class. And we had Mr. Collins, the science teacher, who was a bit scaly like a lizard. He used to put his tongue out and lick it like this. Like a lizard. It was really creepy. Was he reptilian? Maybe? He was a bit reptilian. Anyway... So he got really angry at Vikash and said, like, if you fall asleep in my class again, there'll be trouble. Next class, Vikash falls asleep. He got the, I don't think you can do this stuff anymore, but he got the one, you know, remember the one meter ruler? Yes. Slams it down hard next to Vikash's ear. Boom. And he wakes up all frightened. He says, I'm sorry, sir. Never again, never again. Sure enough, two days later, science class, Vikash falls asleep again. So imagine a uh, dark skinned, pretty good looking, I guess, Fijian Indian kid called Vikash. Great at cricket. You know, ladies loved him. And he's asleep. So he's dark. That's the main thing I want you to get. So, Mr. Collins goes and gets the uh, fire extinguisher that shot out like white foam. <laughs> Head to toe, Vikash wakes up like covered in white. I don't think you can do that. I'm certain you can't do that now. Anyway, this is school days. I don't know how we got there, but thanks uh, South African teachers and uh, reptilian science guys. Shall we wrap this up? We should. We should do our audience a service. Yeah, sorry about this, guys. We've had some fun. So, it's been a long time. So number one, simplify. simplify. Yeah, then, then you can scale. Multiply. That's the deal. Yep. Uh, clients ask, the second lesson I think, you know, people ask for one-on-one because they don't know what else to ask for. So if you're getting that, just realize it's not, that's not the market telling you what they want. It's the market telling you they don't know what they want. They'd be missing out on that networking effect. They would totally be missing out. That, you know, they should be focusing on what they'd miss out on. Yeah. They should be like, how little time can I get with you, please? Yeah. Yeah. So three prescriptions really quickly. I think if you want to move from one-on-one to one-to-many in a kind of a coaching advisory role, the first thing to do is just decide, you know, do I want to start with like a six to eight week short course? Or do I want to go big and do the you know 12-month ongoing recur? We say 12 months because it's easy for people to get their head around, but it's it's you know it's recurring after that. I think that's the first thing. Second thing, go through your six magic pills. And they were, you know, problems. What are the core problems that people have? What are the prescriptions? Like what are the three big things that they need to change? That answers your why. Your how comes under what's the outcome of working with you? So please stop selling sessions and hours and just sell an outcome. Figure out what's the actual result of working with you. Fourth model, have a diagram that just quickly says, you know, if we work together, these are the three or four things that we're going to work on together. Um, then finally, it's logistics. How does it work? And then price. And they're the six magic pills. Honestly, I think they're the core things. If you want to go extra strip and you've got existing clients that were bogging your time down right now, transition them into your one-on-one by listening to, we think, episode seven. <laughs> yes. Um, that was great, Taki. Really good. We've had some good points here. So Lars... Uh, was successful in his original business, started teaching other people to do it. He figured out that if he transitioned his program into a group, he's going to get a better result for them and for him. Mm. And he did it by um, starting to offload some of the things that were holding him back. And he also overcame his mindset around price. And we, we covered a few ideas around that. Totally too. right. And so now he's like, he's got all this time and now he's just focused on how do I build something world class, which is really cool. When you get to like look at your business like, 
uh, like art and just go, what could I create here? If I could do anything, how, how awesome could I make it? That's just a way better game. That's more or less the stage that we're at now. It's exactly where we're at. And it's it's um, a long way away from those. Oh, quick, I need another client right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually had jobs before the coaching thing. And yeah, yeah. It was very stressful. In I had jobs. Being I don't in, know if I was stressed at it. Being in someone else's oh, world where they make you think that's that's everything. Yeah. The whole universe is comprised of the one person paying your wage. Totally. Uh, it, I was I worked inside a franchise, my, my last kind of second last job, and and they created such a bubble around their universe that people were like terrified to leave because they didn't know if it was like safe outside the bubble. That's exactly what it was like in in the car world. So if that's you, if you're stuck in somebody else's bubble right now, it gets better. Oh, dude, pop it. out, pop the freaking <laughs> bubble. It's way better. Like if this is the only thing you get out of this podcast. Pop the freaking bubble, walk yep. out. It's way better on the other side. Tweetable, tweetable. <laughs> See you, bud. Catch you, man. You're listening to SMP with James Franco and Talkie Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com. 